Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for July 8th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore, and on TikTok at ETOF21. How is everyone doing? Can we believe it's already July 8th? The summer is flying. Football's around the corner. Thank you for everyone that tuned into the debut episode of the ETOF21 Sports Show live every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. Meant a lot. This week, we have a great show. My boy Mike's going to be coming on. We're going to dive into the AFC West. I have a fantasy football player to avoid. And Gino's going to have a horse racing bet. But you guys are here for the podcast. On the podcast today, I'll be talking about Baker Mayfield. I'll be talking a little NBA, a little association. My boy... Brandon comes on and we tell you the NASCAR bets to lock in and Jim, Uncle Jim comes on. He's been on a heater. Uncle Jim, dare I say, in fuego is going to come on and he is going to tell you what CFL bets to come in and tell you about the USFL and how it was at the USFL championship. So let's jump right into the podcast. The the first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about Baker Mayfield being traded to the Carolina Panthers. Now, my first initial reaction is this. The Browns F this up. Obviously, there is an internal struggle between Stefanski and Mayfield. There's no secret about that. Mayfield was blasting Stefanski for his play calls. And I'll be honest, I've been on Stefanski for some of his play calls too, but I On the flip side, I'm not a Mayfield guy. I tweeted out it was an awful pick for a first-round pick way back when they took him. I had him graded as a third-round talent, and you take him as the number one pick overall, just an awful pick. Then you factor in his off-the-field stuff with hooking up with women, getting BJs behind the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, come on. I just wasn't. He's an immature guy, got arrested, ran for the cops. I'm just not a Baker Mayfield guy. And let's face it, in a good running game, he can be okay. He can lead you to he can lead you to a couple wins. And that's what he had with the Browns. But unfortunately, they made him throw the ball over 25 times. If Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball over 25 times, you're not going to win a game last year as the Browns. Is does the guy fight? Yeah, I guess he fights. He competes. But You know, it was definitely a disappointment. The Browns should have done better the last two years when they had that great running game that they still do have. They made a trade for Watson. But here's the thing. They signed Watson. Excuse me. But here, they traded for Watson, gave him the extension. Excuse me. But here's the thing. They should have moved Mayfield. As soon as you got Watson, Mayfield, with his contract at $19 million, because they gave him the fifth-year extension, wasn't worth it. It honestly wasn't effing worth it because you could get him for dirt cheap. So the Browns totally messed this up. They could have held on to him for a little bit longer. When you hold on to him for a little bit longer, you create value. You could have probably at least got a third. Now you get a conditional five. So it's just based on how Mayfield does. And let's face it, you look at the Carolina Panthers, how are you getting excited about them? Their lead Anderson, their lead wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, already came out and said he doesn't want Mayfield. And now you trade for him, and now he's just saying he just did it because he was trying to back Sam Darnold. Bob McAdoo is the offensive coordinator, said he had he's short with small hands, which he is. 
So Mayfield's walking into a room where their offensive coordinator isn't that high on him, and your wide receiver number one, there's an issue. So that immediately takes away all value for Robbie Anderson in terms of fantasy football because Mayfield's not going to look his way. I definitely look to DJ Moore because he's going to look to Moore before he looks to Anderson just because Anderson sandbagged him. Look at OBJ. OBJ was a head case in Cleveland because of Mayfield. Now he goes to Los Angeles. Let's face it. He was the reason Los Angeles was winning that game in the first half against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Without him, they wouldn't have been winning. And let's face it. Also, if he doesn't get hurt, he's winning the MVP. So as soon as OBJ got away from Mayfield, he got better. What does that say about effing Baker Mayfield? You tell me, guys. You tell me what's that say. It says Mayfield's not it. Now, okay, Carolina, let's face it. Awful situation. Rule came in, figured he could beat the system, kind of by BSing his way around the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to cut it in this league. And the Panthers, you guess what? They don't have a motherfucking quarterback. You traded for Sam Darnold last year. Darnold came in, was a disaster. Darnold was so bad, you brought in Cam Newton. Joe Brady was upset. Joe Brady is a coaching god. He said, F it, I'm out. I'm just going to quit because Rule wanted to redo the freaking offense for Cam Newton. So now you have playing Darnold. You are only getting Mayfield. And I'll get, you know what? It's a fifth round conditional pick. A fifth round traditional pick for Mayfield isn't that bad because if he sucks, it it's pennies on the dollar. So I get it. You're rolling the dice. Mayfield's going there. He'll be pissed. But with how that team's built, you know what? I, I just don't think it's that good for him. Honestly, he would have been better to go to the Cleveland and just be like, hey, look, guys, I know I said some stuff. I'll be the adult. I'll stay here. Play me. You know, Watson go is suspended for the first four or six games and looked at movie. That's what he should have done. He should have been an adult and just took everything back, said my bad. And sometimes you have to be the bigger man. Sometimes in this world, you have to be the bigger man and say, look, I effed up. I'm moving on. Let's move on. Let's get together. Let's try, let's try to get do this the right way. But he did it. Now he's going to Carolina. And this falls in his face. He's going to the backup. And here's the funny thing about me. I get pretty ballsy and I go out there with my quarterback takes. I said Darnold wasn't it. I said Mayfield wasn't it. I said Tua wasn't it. Guys, old Uncle Rico here knows his quarterback. So any time when I, a quarterback ain't it, he ain't it. He ain't it. And just make a mental note of that. It's going to be interesting, especially if Watson gets... If Think about this. If Watson gets axed, if he gets suspended, which I think he should be suspended for the year, Browns are screwed. Browns are going to be playing $55 million to two people that aren't playing quarterbacks for him if Watson gets suspended, and I think he should. And my final comment about this is this. I have a very, very good friend, very good friend, plays in the played in the National Basketball Association. He was so anal about his masseuse, he would have them travel with the team on the road. It was the only person you would see. Watson's going to 20-some-odd women? Come on, there's something going on there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. There's something going on there with good old Deshaun Watson. So now I want to talk a little bit about the NBA before we transition over and bring on Brandon and talk a little NASCAR. 
my thing is this with the NBA. This is absolutely crazy. And what would make it, what would make my day is if in the NBA you get the Pacers who offer the sheet to don't my boy, don't be hand on DeAndre Aiken, and it totally messes up all this Kevin Durant shit. That would be phenomenal for me. I would absolutely love that. I said it on the ETOF 21 Sports Show where Kevin Durant needs to go. Kevin Durant needs to go to Boston. The best package that could be offered, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, multiple picks. That's it. What does that do? That keeps the Nets relevant. That way, the Rockets aren't going to be getting these premium picks that the Nets are going to have because the Nets are going to fucking suck. So I think that is an absolute no-brainer. Interesting one is trading for Brandon Ingram. I love Brandon Ingram. God, I wish he was a Piston. I wish he was a Piston so much. Guy is a legit all-star. But I'll I'll do this. If I'm the Pellies, I want to keep KD and roll out KD, Ingram, and CJ and package Zion. Because here's the thing. The, my, my thing with Zion is this. He just hasn't been playing. And when you miss that much ball... I really feel like he's going to fall into the Greg Odom category. And that's my one thing. Where If I'm the Pelicans, I'm looking to move Zion. I want to keep B.I. I want to keep C.J. And then give me KD in that. The other team that's getting steam is Toronto. I get it. Scotty Barnes. Great year. But I don't see Scotty Barnes being this transcendent top 10 player in the NBA that everyone is thinks he's going to be. I just don't see it with him. So if I'm Toronto and I realize, hey, if I if they want Scotty Barnes and OG Ananomaly and picks, boom, I'm, I'm doing it. Take them. I'll roll with Siakam, Jerry Trent Jr. and Van Vliet. That's a good little core. And when you have KD, that's going to be good. And the thing with KD is this. And we saw it in the series against Boston. He needs to bring the ball up the court because he... He just can't play on the post anymore and be cut. He, like, Kevin Durant can't be cut. For as good as Kevin Durant is, let that sit in. For as good as Kevin Durant is, Kevin Durant cannot do a mother effing V cut. Just let that sit in. If he could only do a V cut, he would be more unstoppable on offense than he already is. But yeah, I mean, if Toronto does that, they're going to be up there in the East when you factor in their player developmental system. But I'm telling you guys, if I'm the Warriors, I I would I would do that too. I, Jordan Poole's ceiling is a six man. Kaminga Kaminga's the one gamble. I feel Kaminga has the potential to be a top fifteen, top ten player in the league. Mooney's like a um uh what is his name Mobley, just a bucket getter. And you don't know what you're gonna get with Wiseman. But who's to say? Because guys, your window can close quick in the NBA. We saw it with the Thunder. Who's to say that that foursome? Everyone thinks they're gonna oh we're just gonna transcend that foursome will keep the Warriors' transition going. Will it? I mean, honestly, will it? I don't think it will. I don't think it will at all. And Poole, I'm telling you guys this, everyone thinks Poole is all this in a bag of chips. This is when he is at his most valuable. If you can flip Poole, you flip Poole, you flip Kaminga, you flip um, Mooney, you flip Wiseman, you bring Durant together, you try to win more titles because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about trying to win titles. If you can win titles, you're going to be considered 
high on the all-time great list. And speaking of the all-time great list, one of the funny things to me is I love how everyone has like 14, 16 guys in their top 10. It's effing hilarious. Like Magic Johnson tweeted out five guys in his Mount Rushmore. Magic, dude, there's only four guys on Mount Rushmore. It's like, what the flip are you smoking, Magic? Because you know what? Old Uncle Rico wants some of that. My other thing that I need to talk about in terms of the NBA is it's really going to be interesting to see what exactly happens with the Miami Heat. Who do they look to bring on? You need to, They need to move Duncan Robinson. Hero wants to start. A lot going on there. I just don't think I just don't think what the Heat have they could win it. They just don't have a needle mover on offense. One rumor that I'm hearing is the Bucks are going to make make a a trade. They're going to try to get Patrick Beverly and Jordan Clarkston from the Jazz. If they do that, that would be huge. Just because you have a defensive stud in Beverly, which I'm really not that high on because I, I love the Carter kid they have on the bench. I if but if they could get Clarkston, oh my God, can you imagine Jordan Clarkston coming off the bench? I mean, you could close a game with Clarkston, Drew Holiday, Middleton, Ante Gakupo, and Portis or Lopez. That is a legit group of guys that they could easily close a game with. I think that would be phenomenal for the Bucks if they could do that. I love what my Pistons are doing. Cade Cunningham got the center from Memphis. I'm really excited to watch this kid play tonight. But yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts about the NBA. Again, watch the ETOF 2-1 Sports Show. It's on YouTube. My, my boy Sterling and I, we did a phenomenal job of breaking everything down. But yeah, I'm here for NBA drama. And I am so hoping that the Pacers just say F you, give Aiden the contract, give him the offer sheet, and totally mess up this KD stuff. So KD has to stay in Brooklyn because let's be honest they what Brooklyn Brooklyn called up the Timberwolves and said they want picks Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns which is astronomically hilarious to me I've been saying it for a while the Timberwolves should build around Edwards and I mean yeah if you can flip Towns and picks for um for KD that's fucking phenomenal I would do that in a heartbeat but Edwards, no, no, you're not touching Edwards. And speaking of the Timberwolves real quick, what the hell are they doing? They traded basically five first-round picks, Patrick Beverly and Beasley, to the Jazz for Rudy Gobert. And don't get me wrong, Gobert is phenomenal on the defensive end, and he hid a lot of the weakness and a lot of the issues that the Jazz had last year. But on the flip side, when you go small, he's going to be lost. Also, another thing to think about, there's been three guys in NBA history who played the center position, who got the Supermax. Now, as crazy as this sounds, two out of the three right now play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But guys, that's what's going on in the NBA. That's my thoughts of the NBA. Now, we need to welcome in Brandon at BostonBoy83, and we're going to talk some Atlanta that is a NASCAR race this week, and we're going to be telling you the bets to lock in. What is up? We're at that time of the podcast. For those watching on YouTube, we just debuted a sexy new intro video. Love it. For uh, my boy, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today, my man? Doing good. Super pumped for this weekend. Something brand new. Something brand new. Something exciting. But first, uh, you know what? Let's do a little victory lap. We, You and I both had Hamilton plus 200, plus 220. 
um, to finish podium finish at the um, F1 race that we gave that out on the BTV show Victory Lane. Yep. Brett and I will be on there every week we can. A uh, couple weeks we have a bachelor party. Our friend Nick has a bachelor party, so we're going to be uh, down in New Orleans sweating away alcohol in the 100-degree heat. But, uh, yeah, so we finally hit it. I, I mean, you've been on fire in F1. I can't throw a bet in the river. We're going to no. try you guys some NASCAR bets today, though. Yeah, we do, and we almost went big last. We almost went back-to-back with the Hamilton podium, and then Chase Elliott dominated the entire race, was looking good with about 14 laps to go. Per his in-car radio, his his brake pedals started to get light on him, so he was losing the brakes. Couldn't hold off Reddick long enough. Congrats to Reddick, another first-time winner. That makes four or five in NASCAR this year. And uh, we got 13 winners with a 16-person playoff. We got thir- 13 winners, 16-person playoff. This could become nitty-gritty. It's great, and we're going to Atlanta, and we need to remind everybody that Atlanta restrictor place rules will be used for the Atlanta Motor Speedway because of the concerns over speed after the circuit was repaved and configured to a 28-degree banking. So this explain to me like I'm a fourth grader what that means. This is crazy because you're taking like a Talladega slash Daytona and just shrinking it and almost keeping the speed where it is. A repaved track is going to give you so much speed. The banking on it. Atlanta was overdue for a repave in general. And at first when I heard that they're going to do restrictor plate rules, I was like, man, you're taking away the speed. But the more I thought about it, they are already fast at Atlanta with an old, old track. So now that you're putting a restrictor plate on it, you're going to have pack racing. So Everybody loves super speedway racing. One, it's always tight, close racing. Two, there's always a big crash. And three, you can't not enjoy Daytona or Talladega. Now you get to wake up this Sunday and celebrate it as if it's Daytona or Talladega. There's no there's no better way. Atlanta, kudos to you, my dudes, because you did it. You did it right. Wow. I'm excited for this race. I think there's a huge betting opportunity. And then also... What we're going to start doing is if you comment who you think is going to win the race, I will personally send you a $10 Visa gift card. So the first person, hypothetically, if you like Hamlin this week, the first person to to make the comment, Denny Hamlin, that if Hamlin wins, you win the gift card. I'll add another 10 to it. So let's make it 20. Okay. So, yeah. you know, look, that's 20 bucks and money's money, dude. Money is All you got to do is and retweet. Retweet it. Yep. Retweet us and pick the winner. So, two steps. Retweet and pick the winner. Retweet and pick the winner. And you got to be the first one. <laughs> if 10 people say Hamlin, I'm sorry. I've got to be the first it's one. It's only the first one. Only yeah. the first one. <laughs> so, uh, we oh, are going to pull up the odds from Bovada. Bovada is giving us some juicy stuff early, and I'll say only juicy odds. I'll say this early in the podcast. Early. Get these picks in before qualifying. Because when we run down these guys, these odds will not be the same after Saturday. Promise you that. Now, let's Chase Elliott, you kind of hit the nail on the head, dominated the race. 
pit stop, the tire issue kind of cost him. He's he's at 10 to 1, Chastain at 10 to 1, Blaney at 10 to 1. That's tempting, dude, especially, I mean, Blaney at Atlanta since 2019, you know, led 5.3% of the laps. He has one win, average finish of 9.8. But this is a super speedway. And when you look at super speedways, he's not in, he 9.8, you know, five races, he does have one win. So I don't know, man. Like I'll, I'll open up with this. Hendrick, Hendrick Motorsports is usually the way to go at a super speedway. I don't want to lean on Chase. Usually I touch him every week just because he's my favorite driver. So a little bit of excitement there. Ross Chastain at 10 to one right there with Chase. They've both been neck and neck. They're always next to each other every race. But if I had to pick a 10 to one right now, I do lean towards Blaney. He's been up front consistently. He's had bad luck. So if I had to choose from that top row, being a Chase fan, not minding Chastain at all, I'm still going to lean towards Blaney because I feel he is due for one. He's second overall points, and he hasn't got his win yet, and he's right there. If Blaney has finished six or better in four of the last five Daytonas, including winning last summer. He won at Talladega in 2019 and 2020. I'm sold. I only had three guys in a head-to-head. I'm putting down Blaney. I like Blaney at 10 to 1. I'm adding Blaney to the card. Um, my first bet, and I told myself I was I actually texted you. I'm I never, got the text. I'm never gonna bet this POS again, but it looks like I am. Um, I locked him in at 12 to 1 on a different book. I got Kyle Larson um, in the first Atlanta race this year with the restrictor plate rules, you know, got wrecked battling for their league before the wreck. You know, he was he was running, he was running like really, you know, really solid. Um, and when you have a, a car, a person like Larson, you know, four races at super speedways. Yeah, and he's led 33.4% of the laps. I mean, that's a pretty dominant performance, man. I just think it's a matter of time before he gets it done. You know, I got to bet Larson at, 13, at 12. I bet him at 12 to 1. I even like him more at 13 to 1. I hate to put you on blast, but I'm going to go ahead and read your text verbatim. This was Sunday at 6 p.m. I'm never betting Larson again. He's fucking awful. Excuse the language, <laughs> but yeah, I did those are verbatim. And here we go. Four days later, he's dropping money on Larson. Like but here's the thing. Here's like the, thing. the pick. To be a successful sports better, you have to have a short-term memory. Speaking of success, I am rolling over and grabbing Christopher Bell at 20 to 1. The kid's hungry. He's due for one. I like him. Period. Joe Gibbs. He's got power. He can drive. 20 to 1 odds. Christopher Bell. My mom's going to watch this and love it because I always give her crap about Bell, but I'm going Bell at 20 to 1. Now, this is a Bubba track, but Bubba at 14 to 1, I can't get invested in. Not enough juice. Maybe there'll be some head-to-head matchups. Kurt Busch has dominated Atlanta. So, I mean, it is kind of tempting, but at 18 to 1, that is a little short. I'm going to go down one more line. I got to do it, dude. I got to do it. I the mean, old like, man's coming back out, isn't he? Oh, the old man is coming old back man out. Style, dude. Old man style. I am he going says. to do. 
Harvick himself. I was doing the old man pause there for dramatic effect. I know. Uh, I know who you were. Since 2019, five races, one win, two top fives, two or three top tens. Uh, he's led 13.3% of the laps. Look, I'm getting Harvick at 25 to one. I got to throw money on him. I just, out of principle, I have to throw money on Harvick at 25 to one. So I will, I will side that with you. And I'll also add Martin Truex also at 25 to one. That's my other bet. So I, I have four in. If for me, it's Uncle Kevin, MTG. I just gave Truex a new nickname. How do you feel about that? MTG. Uh, Maybe if it's MTJ. Nah, because he's a gangster. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Kyle Larson, <laughs> thirteen to one, and Blaney, ten to one. Those are my, those are my four bets, and I have one head to head. Do I like? So you have Truex too. Why do you like Truex? Uh, Truex just just admitted or not admitted, but just agreed to come back another year. Um, interesting side note: Junior Motorsports or Dale Junior is interested in starting a Cup team next year. And was really trying to persuade Martin Truex Jr. to come over and be the head of that new cup team that could be coming out. He was from Junior Motorsports and he re-signed with Gibbs. So I see some good things coming for Truex. It's off of his back. He doesn't have to worry about decision making. I give him major props, not holding out and waiting and wondering. He made the decision to re-sign for another year. I think some good things are coming from him. I really do. Interesting. Interesting. Now, lastly, Harrison Burton has the best odds that we've seen all year at 100 to 1. I'm sticking with my rookie that I said we'll get a win this year. We've got 13 winners. I'm still expecting him. So grab him at 100 to 1 and cash out for the year. You guys will be good to go. Go on a nice little vacation with those odds. Okay. What about – God, I can't believe it. Oh man, here it comes. Where do we go? Where do we go? Where is it? Where is it? Oh my god, I can't. I honestly, I can't believe I'm going to do this bet. Corey LaJoy top ten, six to one, or Ty Dillon six to one. All right, because like we need to remember. It was like two years ago, LaJoy was just on a restrictor play freaking heater for two years. He was he was an absolute heater. He was. And I believe he has a top five finish in Atlanta. I believe he does. So I'll do this with you. Let's throw it out there to the whole squad. You grab Corey LaJoy, a top ten at six to one. I'm grabbing Noah Gregson in the 62 at seven to one. Okay. Okay. Um, and I got another one. What about where is he? He's right on the same line. Tidy Dylan. Uh, Dylan's are really good at the truck races. Childress is their grandpa, you know. They do, you know, they both of them do good at plate races, dude. I want to know, are the trucks running tomorrow night at Atlanta? No, they are at a road course, so never mind. You know, just saying, I'm just saying, like, 
there's going to be chaos in this race. We need to remember there's going to be chaos. And there's just going to be one person that is just in it. And you're like, oh, shit, top 10. Maybe it's Burton. Yeah, yeah, like, it, could, it, it could be. Um, it's a long shot here. We, we've talked about this, guys, 100 times. If you've watched any of these, whenever we do Daytona or Talladega, it's a shit show. Like, you're literally throwing a dart at a board and just taking whatever number you got. Legit does have a top five finish. What's his top five odds, then? Do you want to go big? No, I, 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 I'd be... I'd be sensitive and only take uh top five. I would need, oh my God, 50 to one for a top. Five. <laughs> oh God. What about Haley's eight to one, dude? Haley, Haley's another dude. He's a solid strict restrictor player. He is, but that eight to one, I'd rather speak more to the Corey LaJoy at 50 than I would, or a Cole Custer at 14 to one. Those are juicy. Those are really, 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 really juicy. Um, God. You know what? I'll just play it safe, dude. Let's leave it at what we got right now. I like where we're at. Yeah, let's not get greedy. Let's not get too creative here. I got a good feeling at this card. Um, So let's look at these head-to-heads. I have one head-to-head. It's not listed here. I got it at a different book. Um, and like I said, like we're, we're doing stuff with Bovada, Bovada, you know, they have stuff up. We'll do stuff with Bovada. Um, we're so not going to do DraftKings just because some people don't have DraftKings. So the head to head I absolutely love is Chris Busher over Ricky Stenhouse. Yes. Um, my thing is this Busher, like, God, he had this run where Busher was, I mean, this stat I have about Busher, where is it in my notes? Um, seven top 10 plate track races since 2020. So he's in, you know, he's, he's finished top 10 in seven restrictor plate races since 2020. I feel like Stenhouse had this run like four years ago when he was like a restrictor plate God. And now the last couple of years, he really hasn't done anything. He's insane. You know, just absolutely insanely overvalued. So, I like yeah, that. I, I like that head to head, but I'll be honest. We can go through these, but I don't personally need to because I'm not touching head to heads at a restrictor plate. I'm not which, because there is no strategy involved, which makes sense because, like, it's like I'm telling you guys right now, the, this race is going to be chaos. If there is, this kind of reminds me of when McDowell won Daytona. That like, agreed. Like, or Justin Haley won with the rain. Yeah. Bubba's done it. Like. It just restrictor plate. I don't touch head to head because I feel like I rather sprinkle more money in a win option category than dropping four or five head to heads that you just you don't know. Uh, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, Reddick heavy juice at one forty. I'm doing Dillon because of the plus odds, but you're not betting it. This is just if I am not betting head to head. Uh, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex, Bowman. Cedric Briscoe. We need to remember Cedric did win Daytona. Briscoe. Uh, Chase and Chastain. Chase. Denny, Kyle Bush. Kyle. God, I wish this one wasn't. If this one wasn't so juiced, I would take Uncle Kevin. Brad plus 105. Kevin minus 135. Kevin. Logano, Byron. 
Byron. Suarez, Kurt Busch. Suarez. Truex, Blaney. Blaney. Now, I'm not going to no. touch any of this stuff. Any no. of these, and this is just – these are just embarrassing. I mean, like, honestly, how you put them out, these out – like, look at this. All these are two and a half to one, and there's four of them. There's no odds. There's absolutely no odds in any of this. But you look at these. If you look at the win, Almarello is what? And, like, how they do these just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? No, like, I'm not – I'm good with all those. Like, Almarello's 10 to one, and they have him in the same group with Kozlowski, who is – oh, that's even top two finish. I'm even looking at the right thing. Like, yeah. Like, how they do them just doesn't even make sense to me. It does. Um, I'm good with my card where it's at. God, yeah. I mean, the only thing that has me a little tempted to do is put a little money on a LaJoy top 10. But you know what? I'm going to sit that out. Yeah, these have just gotten to the point where they're just not. I mean, we were killing that LaJoy. Uh, Last year was huge. You you crushed that for weeks that time. Um, so just to review, I got five. I got Larson 12 to one. Harvick, I got it 30 to one. I took Truex. Even though he's at 25, I took him at 20 to 1 earlier. And I'm a, I locked in Blaney at 10 to 1 and Busher over Stenhouse. Who do you have, my friend? So I got Blaney. I've got Truex, Christopher Bell. And I'm going to jump on that Harvick train with you. Oh, Uncle Kevin. You know, I don't oh, like doing oh, it. Oh, Uncle Kevin, dude. Jeez, what a, what a gangster, dude. Uh, Brandon, thanks for coming on. Why this week you- we're cashing in. I hope so. I hope this is the I- week. Atlanta remember. restrictor plate Sunday late afternoon. It doesn't get any better than this. And remember, retweet this, comment who you think is going to win, and you will be get. And if that driver wins, and you're the first person to comment that, you will win a Visa gift card via Brandon and myself. Brent, make sure you give Brandon a follow on Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter at BostonBoy83. Brandon, let's cash some tickets. Let's make some money, my friend. About time. This week, we're in it. So, guys, that's Brandon at BostonBoy83. Make sure to give him a follow. One of the best guys on social media. Legit, honestly, personal stuff. Like when my old man was going through this stuff constantly contacting me phenomenal guy knows his nascar professional eye racer so please give brandon at boston boy 83 a follow the dude knows his stuff when it comes to nascar and also he's pretty good at betting hockey and the nfl speaking of football it's that time of the podcast we're gonna bring on xfl jim and we're gonna talk some cfl and he's gonna tell you about being at the usfl championship what is up? What is up? It is that time of the podcast. We're going to talk some CFL. No more USFL. tier. And who better to come on than the man, the myth, the legend? I'm going to start calling him CFL, Jim. Jim, how are you doing today, my man? I like it. I'm doing good, eh? I'm feeling real good. I'm loving yeah, some little- CFL action. We're, we're having a great season so far. So let's just take a minute, just kind of appreciate. Um, Arnox plus the points last night, last week for you. Check. Arnox Blue Blommers over 42. Check. Our Montreal Rough Riders over, what was it, 45? Rough Riders almost cleared that by themselves. It was awesome. Check. Um, Elks 
plus the points. Check. Over. Check. So, dude, you came on here last week. You gave out six plays. You went five and one. It was an awesome weekend. I'll tell you that much. I mean, that is just, you know, that dude, that's that's in fuego, dude. That is in fuego. That was a hell of a job. And you know what? I have people DMing me, people like saying, hey, dude, when is Jim coming on again? I mean, like, you're, <laughs> like I'm like, I like and I responded to three people. I go, he's here every week, guys. He, he doesn't go anywhere. He's uh, he's the man, dude. So, you know, hopefully we're not due to for any regression. Hopefully this is another banger week. You know, what my dad says winners win. And right now, dude, right. You, right now you're up and winning, dude. Oh, shit. oh dude, we're good. We're my, all good. I, my camera decided not to cooperate, but I'm oh, I'm back. Dude, look at that, dude. Even even with a malfunction, you're you're winning, dude. You're winning. We do nothing right but now. I have to say, dude, we we have this under fifty two in the elk stampede, and I don't stampeders. I don't want to get too cocky. Two minutes left in the first, only six points. The live total per Pravada is down to forty nine and a half. We're looking pretty good. Looking We're looking pretty, pretty good. We need Calgary to kind of step it up a little bit if we want to cover that three and a half that I bet. But uh, I just bet the under. I, yeah, I, the I, under is the safe play, and I'm still feeling really good about it. Especially, like, it sucks that Trey Ford got injured. Um, he's the upstart rookie Canadian quarterback that Edmonton started last week, and it, he won the game in, against Hamilton. He's out with an injury right now, it looks like. Uh, so they have Arbuckle back in. Sucks, because he looked like a really promising young guy, had a lot of athleticism. But that's good for the under, at least. <laughs> <laughs> that is good for the under. And uh, let's dive right into the games. Um, we're going to talk about these games, and then we're going to go on, and we're going to do uh, talk a little USFL, get a recap of the championship game. Nice. First game, we got the Red Blacks against the Rough Riders. Guys, it's important to remember, Uncle Jim and Uncle Rico do a little show called Spring Fever. And if you listen to Spring Fever, you got the six. You got the full six. Now it's down to five and a half. What say you with five and a half? I still like five and a half. I still, I still like it. I like it. I think Ottawa loses by like three. I think they lose I by. Think, I think for Ottawa to turn their season around, they have to win this game. And depending on what Rough Riders team you get, you they could easily win. Like the Rough Riders have shown that that game, that first game against Montreal, they looked terrible. They looked awful. And my, like speaking of it, you know, we'll not to sidetrack a little bit. Um, you sent me a message earlier today. Montreal actually let go of their head coach and their DC following last week's humiliating 41 to 20 defeat. But you said they could easily be four and one. That's the only game they had zero chance in. That's yeah. the only game they've played this season. They had zero chance in game number one against Calgary. Guess what? You missed one extra point. That's why you lost the game. Yeah. Game number two, you like, they missed the chip shot against Toronto. Like, They've just been there. They've been so unlucky. And, like, just to fire a coach like that, I don't know. Maybe there's some behind-the-scenes stuff. But for me, that's just a complete effing panic move by them. Um, So let's go back to this game here. I like the five-and-a-half. I liked it at six-and-a-half. It's six, excuse me. I still bet it at five-and-a-half. I still, still bet it at five-and-a-half. I, I think the Redback straight win because you've been on it all year. The quarterback for the Rough Riders, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game. He's on the bad game this week. 
this is a bad game. This could be a bad game. So I like the plus 200. I think that's too good to pass up. I would maybe sprinkle a little bit on that plus 200. I do like the over in this game because even if you get the bad Cody Fajardo and he's like due for a couple picks, they're still going to march down the field. And Ottawa is just good at keeping it close. And I think Masoli's due. They've been... Ottawa with Masoli has gotten... Their their MO this year is they march down the field, kick a field goal. March down the field, kick a field goal. They're due to score some of these touchdowns eventually. So basically the Atlanta Falcons. Basically. That's kind of what Ottawa is. They even have the same color scheme. So, uh, I don't know, like... I love the 45. I love the 200. I love I love the 5. I'm I'm just going to go. I'm gonna I go. like all 3. I like all 3. I'd take all 3. And I'm I'm a I'm a Rough Riders fan. I just you never know why not take a chance on getting the bad Cody Fajardo. Like you do run the risk. If you get a good Cody Fajardo game, this Rough Riders team can beat anybody. Yeah. And they they would like dominate. But they can beat anyone, but they can also lay an egg though too. You know That's what I the mean? thing. You're, like you're no... taking you're taking a little bit of risk, but the plus two hundred and the plus five, or like the plus five, I'd probably lock in just because Ottawa's really good at keeping it close. Because as for people who haven't been paying attention, Ottawa's played three games so far against two opponents, the best two opponents in the league probably, in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers twice, and the BC Lions. The BC Lions are red fucking hot, and they only lost the the Red Blacks only lost by three. I, and the Blue Bombers are the defending champions. Exactly. So, I mean. They're going to keep it close at the very least. I like that plus 200, tested. though. Like, I, I like it. And, like, a trend I'm starting to notice, dude, a trend I'm starting to notice, Jim, is when you have a team that didn't cover playing a team that did cover, taking the team that didn't cover. Well, both these teams covered last week, though. I know, but I'm, they did. I didn't think the Redbacks covered. I think they did because I think they they only lost by three. I know, but I had the two and a half. It's true. That was like a close spread, wasn't it? Yeah, I had the two and a half in that game. I don't know. It's just a trend. I know we're, we're only four weeks deep. It's a trend that I'm just going to continue. I don't hate it. I don't uh, hate it. I, I mean, I like the I like the red blacks back, a lot. Sit back and monitor. Um, you know, so I'm going to be on the five and a half, the two, the plus two hundred, and the over forty five. Jim's going to only be on the plus five and a half and the over 45. No, I, I dabble on the plus 200 too. All right, so we're, we're agreement. We're right lockstep on this one. Right across the board. Now we're going to shift. There's only, why is there only three games this week? Uh, so they did a Monday night game on Canada day on the 4th of July. And just for some reason, CFL has wonky scheduling, especially with nine teams. So just three teams are on a bye this week. Okay. So now we have the Blue Bombers against the BC Lions. Jim, five weeks ago, if I were to tell you the BC Lions are going to be undefeated, what would you tell me? I would tell you you're crazy. I would I would tell you you're crazy, and I would tell you Nathan Rourke is going to be out of this world if that's the case, and I think that is the case. I mean, they're playing at home. They're playing at BC Place. Last year, when they played, do you remember what the score was? It wasn't good. 45 to nothing. Yeah. For yeah, BC was really bad last year. I mean, to me, now this is just me. This is just me as a gambler. If something seems too good to be true, it generally is too good to be true. I'm seeing, dude, you're getting a three and a half. A three and a half. I'm taking that three and a half. 
Doesn't it seem kind of trappy, though? It does, but I don't know. This is easily the best defense BC's played all season. Uh, they've had their ups and their downs. Like, look at who's BC. Like, I'm not saying, taking anything away from the Lions, but look who they played. They played the Elks week one. The Elks are the bottom team. They're, and especially week one, they were bad. Yeah. They've gotten better a little bit throughout the season. Week Their next game is against the Argonauts. You, everyone is seeing what position the Argonauts are in. They're not looking. They don't look great. They don't look great. And guess what? The Argos almost won. Like the Argos almost came back and won that game. I know. I know. They should have won that game if they didn't. If they would have went for two. Um. God. You know what? I'll be on the Blue Bombers too. I mean, the championship pedigree. You're getting three. But the Argos, and I guess sorry, the Red Blacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, the Red Blacks they played last time should yeah. have won. Like the Red Blacks should have won. The Argos they dominated. Yeah, that was the week that they dominated the Argos. And the Argos were all like in shambles right now. I'll take the three and a half, dude. You caught you son of. I'm a gonna dick. take the three and a half. I'm gonna take the money line for the Blue Bombers. How would you feel about a plus one thirty five, plus two hundred money line parlay getting back a juicy plus six thirty five? I think you know what I'm about because you were on Spring Fever and you know that I did a round robin of all the underdogs. I did Edmonton, Ottawa, and B and uh, Winnipeg in a Moneyline parlay. I like it. I like it. I'm going to do the Redbacks plus 200, the over 45 in the Redbacks Rough Riders game, and the plus... 145 that comes back to a little a little over 13 to 1 a little over 13 to 1 for that three teamer i like that a lot um the one i'm really per perplexed about here is this over under a 48 and a half blue bombers are going to be the best defense by far the bc lions have played doesn't that seem high <sighs> actually i thought it would seem kind of low with how good Whoa. this bc offense has been they've been blowing out totals left and right I'm on the under. I'm on the under here. I I think Winnipeg wins it like 24-17, something like that. Okay. So let's so we're we're both taking both underdogs. 24-20. We're both gonna take both underdogs. We're both gonna take we're gonna take the over in the Redbacks Rough Riders game, and we're gonna take the under in the Blue Bombers. BC Lions game. So that's I would advise people to stay away from that Winnipeg BC total. I am okay. taking the under, but I would advise people to stay away. That one's very fishy for me. Okay, so I'll stay away. Let's just let's do this. So we have four bets. Redbacks plus five and a half. They're over Love 45. It. Blue Bombers plus three and a half. Under 48 and a half. Those four bets, which bet do you like the most? The plus five and a half. Second. Uh Oh, uh, probably the over 45. So then third Winnipeg plus three and yeah, a half plus three and a half. And then the under 48 and a half. Cause the more I think about it, you brought up a good point, man, about this BC offense. I think I'm going to stay away from this. under. Yeah. There's there. I, I, I have bet the under just cause I bet every total, um, and every spread every week, but this is a, that was a hard one. That was a hard one. I also really, I do like the Winnipeg money line. And I like the Ottawa money line. I see value there. So my official plays are this. 
Uncle Rico is going with the Redbacks plus five and a half, plus 200, over 45 and a half in the Redback, Redbacks Rough Riders game. Jim is on the same three. Jim is taking the Redbacks plus five and a half, plus 200, and the over 45. Love those. In the Saturday game, we are both going to be on the Blue Bombers plus three and a half. I'm taking the money line. We'll both be on the money line plus okay. 145. Jim's taking the under. He's got bit, way bigger balls than I do. I'm going to stay away. I would advise people to stay away. I am taking the under. I, I did. Did you tough. ever? Did you ever watch that show Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh yeah, I love that show. Do you remember that scene where Larry da- Larry David got his balls stuck in his um, in the thing and like yep. long ball Larry? That's you right now taking that under man. <laughs> long ball Jim, dude. Long ball Jim, man. <laughs> um, so that's it for the uh, the CFL action. Now we need to talk a little bit about the USFL. Let's talk about it. What a season. What, what a game. Season. What a game. So you were there. You were live. You were on site. I was in Canton, yes. You made a comment that for the life of me just blew me the F away. That no one knew before a couple days out that a championship game was there. Yeah, I talked with people uh, that were from Canton. Uh, a lot of them had no idea until like a radio show the week before started doing like giving away tickets and whatnot. How? How are you not promoting the effing? Well, they probably like people knew if they looked at the Pro Football Hall of Fame like website schedule, like they knew based off that because they have like a schedule of events they have for the the field, but they weren't like there was no promotion whatsoever around town. Absolutely. No like posters, no advertisements, no nothing. Which is mind-boggling to me that you can have a champion. And I was listening to radio, and I didn't hear any like commercials or anything either. Yeah, that's just weird. absolutely effing mind-boggling to me that that can happen. Still sold out game though. Still sold out crowd. Which makes you think, how much bigger? You know what I mean? Like if there's just a little promotion, and that's my biggest takeaway from the XFL. Excuse me, the USFL is they totally effed up and they could have advertised better. What is your biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway is that it was a, it was a success. I'm on with that. They finished their season, the product on the field. Like it was an it was an awesome league that actually got better as the season went on. Was very happy with that. I was a little worried with like the 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 level of play weeks 2 and 3 and then that was remedied right away. And just like you said, the missteps. There are a few missteps along the way. Advertising being a big one. They didn't advertise the draft. They didn't advertise, like, a whole lot of stuff. They had some promotions on the Colin Coward show, but they didn't do a lot, and I don't think they did as much as they could have. And with how successful I feel the league was, you got to imagine if they did do some of that stuff, how it would have been awesome. It would have been unbelievable. Fun fact, I'm blocked by Colin Cowherd on on the Twitter machine. Um, Congratulations. I probably will get there eventually. I, um, I'm surprised I'm not blocked by Darren Ravel. I mean, that's I'm not in that club yet either. Um, yeah, uh, injury report too. I don't understand the injury. That's report. part of the advertising. Like they were terrible with information. They were terrible of like their injury reports and like knowing who was playing. You'd have to dig and dig and dig, and then you wouldn't find out till the day of. Non-existent. 
absolutely non-existent, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, embrace gambling more too. Get get more into gambling. Embrace gambling. That's why I thought the X League, X League, excuse me, XFL did great. They had the live lines. Just have the live lines on. You know, everyone gambles. Just, 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 just do it. Oh, dude, this um, under is fucking locked. By the way, I'm so happy. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Mar- call me Mush. Call me Mister Mush. But missed field goal at the start of the second half. Come oh, on, God, dude. Come on, man. That's just juicy. That's juicy. Um, so being at the game, my two th- my 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 three questions are this: What did you eat inside the stadium? I only ate popcorn. I ate so. I tailgated beforehand, and the guys we were tailgating with made steak. They grilled steak like there right before the, the game. So I had I had a full steak and potato salad, like right before right before the game. And I was drinking. So the only thing I had at the game was a soda and some popcorn. What What was the cost of that popcorn? Soda and a popcorn, maybe like ten bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Did you buy any merch there? No, but they were giving away free T-shirts. They, free? Yeah, they were giving away free T-shirts. Like you walk in, they just had a guy with a box of T-shirts, like giving them away. And I got mine signed by Blob. There you go. There you go. What what the shirts say? Just USFL championship. Um, game? give me one second. I can go grab it real quick. All right, right here. Yeah, I got it right here. So let's see. It's let's see this bad boy. It's kind of it's kind of neat. It's a white T-shirt. They only had larges. I like that. It's I a pretty like good that. shirt, right? USFL 2022 USFL Championship T-shirt. That's, that's a solid tee. I'd yeah, nice it. and simple. Like I like it. I mean, it was free. That was awesome. Yeah. Here's Blob's signature. Let me see it. There you go. There you yeah. go. Signed by Blob. There you go. There you go. So overall, USFL is success. Going to be back next year. Championship game was amazing. Um, Canton, Ohio. Uh, I'll give it as a town. Uh, like a six, seven out of ten. See, anything Ohio is a one with me because I dated a crazy girl from Ohio that was just. They had a Waffle House. That's a win. That's. I'm sorry. They they what's have a Waffle House. That's a what's win. your Waffle House order? Uh, All American. Yeah. It's always it's always the All American. Eggs, toast, ham, and I always get like hash browns and grits. But did you get, did you get a waffle too? Did you get a side waffle? Oh, you always get the, that comes with the All American. Did you get a little, some chocolate chips on that? Uh, sometimes I do. I didn't this time. Oh, God. See, dude, all this food is just making me hungry, man. I mean, and yet today, and I'm just craving, dude. I wish there was. No, a- I mean, you put any town. So it's probably a seven because it was a six, but you put any town. You put a wall. I, I am a Waffle House fanatic. You put a Waffle House in your town, it bumps up a whole a whole number. Yeah, you go up a whole point. You go, you go up a whole point. Maybe even two points if you have a Waffle House. Uh, Jim, I'd like to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your day. Come on. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what the content you have coming up, what's next on the cooking show, what's going on in the gymnasium this weekend? I still have to figure out what's next on the cooking show. I might actually have a friend over for the cooking show tomorrow, so there could be some weird fun shit going on there. I got a lot going on. Follow me at XFL Gym on Twitter, at XFL Gym on YouTube. Uh, working on the XFL Showcase right now. That'll be really fun. That'll be some really fun stuff coming on. Obviously, a lot of CFL content. I do a CFL recap video uh every week and that's just it's just fun you get to you get to see the full cfl gym experience smoking darts chopping wood having a great time talking cfl 
and I'm with this guy right here twice a week for the college football tailgate and spring fever. Dude, we got that, that BTV content, boy. We have a we both have this team. Now there's certain teams we f- are gonna fall in love with. You know, we fell in love with Georgia State, fell in love with San Jose State. But this is a tease. There's a team in the American I'm falling in love with. And I think you're in love with them too. And that's a tease because you're gonna have to tune in to the college football tailgate to watch. Jim, thanks for tune coming on. My friend, Tuesday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time? 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. God's Time. Which is the only time that matters because that's the time zone Jim and I are in. Jim, I will talk to you next week, my friend. Sounds like a plan. Well, that is it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow BostonBoy83 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you follow my boy at xfl gym on tiktok youtube twitter instagram and make sure you please give me a follow at etof 21 sports on twitter on instagram at etof 21 sports underscore and on tiktok at etof 21 sports please like and subscribe to this podcast also please 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 check out the etof 21 sports show live every tuesday night Thanks for tuning in. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.